All right. We're back. Welcome to our podcast, Adam. Do you know what it's called? It's tea time with Tom and Adam. No, it's not. It's called a brief inquiry into <laughs> online podcasts because you know what happened last week, Adam. Yeah, it's the reason we didn't have a podcast. The reason we didn't have a podcast, and I regret nothing. I mean, I'd like to apologize to our listeners, but at the same time... All our I listeners, think, all our fans. Exactly. All of our millions of fans know that if there's one thing that's slightly more important than soccer... It's 1975. It's Matty Healy coming up with what critics raved about as one of the albums of the it's year. It's an album that you knew critics were going to rave about. Like, they just found themselves on the right side of the of the um, opinions, you know what I mean? Like, there's just some, like, you know when it comes out, you know, like those Oscar movies, those movies that were made to win the Oscars, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's just so artistic that they're like, oh, well, we gotta love this. You know? Like Dunkirk, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. You like, just knew before that movie came out that... Yeah, like, they're gonna love it. Right, and that and and love it they did. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of the time I find myself disagreeing with critics just because, yeah. like, especially with movies, like, like Austin Powers... They gave it, like, a 50 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's hilarious. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's fantastic comedy. Yeah. And it's, like, a 50. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is there is something to that. But I agreed with them this time, because, god damn it, are the 1975 talented. Oh, it's lovely. Two years. I have my stats. Two years of Apple Music. Yeah. 189 hours of the 1975. 189. 189. And what was your most played song again? If I Believe You. Oh, that's a nice one. That's a feelsy one. That's that. a very feelsy that's one. That's a very feelsy about, one. So it, it, it's a, yeah, you know, sad boy. Yeah. Give me give me your take on the album, though, Adam. Take me through um, things. You know, there's a lot of time, like, like it's weird, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a connection between them and someone like like Brockhampton okay who's just so artistic that sometimes it gets in the way right so like there's some songs that I think were too much for me like how to draw I'm like what just just sing mate like what are you doing <laughs> um I like America and America likes me is a lot of auto-tune but the meanings but if you listen if you like if you take the time and look up the lyrics that you can't possibly decipher when listening to the song <laughs> There's kids, just yeah. Ki- kids don't want rifles. They want Supreme. See now that's, but the the album just so so good. Fantastic. Know? Be my mistake. Oof. Gets you crying, man. Mm, right. Inside your mind as well. Yeah, inside that's, your mind. That's lovely. It's a fantastic lovely. album. And I couldn't a, be more in love. And what a closing track as well. Yeah. I always want to die. Parentheses sometimes. And this is, I think, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the first one that Maddie produced. Himself, yes. Yeah, and he's also producing the next one coming out next year. Mm-hmm. What's that? Notes on a conditional form? Yeah, it's going to be scrumptious it's as gonna well. It's going to be great. It's going to be scrumptious. Anyway, there's our music review for the day. Um, <laughs> if for some reason you haven't listened to the new 1975 album, we urge you to check it out. Um, and also shout out to Matty and the lads. Yeah, we love you. Yeah. As, as your sponsors. Yeah. As your sponsors, we, we just did your uh, obligatory but absolutely necessary bit of promotion. So, you know, keep keep coming out with the good stuff and please do a show in D.C. Do, do us justice. Yeah, exactly. Come to College Park. What's, They're coming to D.C. Yeah, I know, but we're not going to be here. It's after the school year. I think it's only like five days after, but I'm not staying. For no, me. I'm not. I gotta get home. Yeah. New York, man. Get them to come to the South Campus Commons. I think we can make that happen as their sponsors. 
I, I mean, this is a nice, spacious room. In the, the, in, the nice, in the nice fantasy world we compose for ourselves. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, unfortunately, Adam. You gotta talk about soccer. Yeah, our podcast isn't all about uh, a band from Manchester. Yeah, a it good could band be, from Manchester. It could be about some teams from Manchester. Yeah. Which and we're we, gonna get to. We will get to that. But um, I think it's time for the intro, Adam. Do you think so? I believe so. Alright. Um, you wanna hit it? I would love to. Go for it. My name's Tom. And I'm Adam. Welcome to Tea Time. It's with Tom and Adam. Nicely done. So, I mean, we've got to start where we where we should have started had we, you know, yeah. not taken a hiatus. And we, that's going back we to... Had, we, we had a long time off, and we would have previewed the fantastic games that happened this week, but we're going to recap them instead. Right, because we were too busy listening to the 1975. You know, like, we were busy, and a lot of it was that for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not even a joke, though. It's for not Adam, even like, a joke, In this case... Yeah. Adam, anyway, but I really, first of all, Premier League midweek games, what? I enjoy when those happen. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like Champions League, but like a little worse. (laughs) But But not quite as impressive. Yeah, but like not, you don't have to wait a week, you know? Yeah. And it's not, it's like, it's like, there's mid-game weeks happen, midweek games happen four occasions. Right. League Cups. Yeah. Random League Games. Yeah. Champions League. Yeah. The end of an international break. Right. Okay. We know the end of the international break is obviously the worst things that could happen. Bullshit. Nonsense. Waste of everyone's time. Right. Then we have the Cup Games because no one plays. And what? Real Madrid won like 4-0 in the sense you had like a Hattie. Yeah. Right? Or two goals. And the sense you barely plays. True. So then we have that. And then we have league games, which are yeah. which can be good. And we had a we had a doozy we this had, week. We had three crackers, really, yeah. to be honest. And um, and then Champions League, which is obviously dope. Yeah, well, ridiculously yeah. good. Um, but I think we've got to start with the with the actual highlight. And I'm not even going to joke about Liverpool Bournemouth, although yeah. I Burnley, sorry. Yeah. Although I really same fucking thing. <laughs> like although I that team with a B in yeah. the end. Yeah. Although although I did really enjoy that game, and we will get to it later. I think the United Arsenal game. That was a what a treat. As you would say, a cracker. It was. The game, as you would say, slapped. <laughs> it did. It absolutely slapped. And there were so many just interesting I mean, obviously just as to sit down objectively and watch that game and hate both teams and just be like, Hey, I wanna see a How fun do you hate minutes. Arsenal? Because they're technically a rival to Liverpool. Yeah, but they're a threat. They're not, though. And so they now, are that, recently. now that you've put that behind you, <laughs> there's no one not to like on that team. Lacazette, awesome. No, you scored why? against Liverpool last minute. Hate him. Don't pull that nonsense. I'll pull that nonsense. I'm a, I'm a Madrid fan. What, yeah. what team do I love? What, what's the name of the team? Real Madrid, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you know who their rival is? Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. Do you know who I love? Messi. Everyone on that team, except for Suarez, because he's a trash guy. Yeah, but let's what's say... Your, wait, wait, what's your favorite sport? Soccer. Who's good at soccer? A lot of the people on Barca, right? 
You know who else is good at soccer? Lacazette. Appreciate it. You know who else is good at soccer? Ozo. You know who else is good at soccer? Mkhitaryan. Okay, that's just not true. He's a good player. That's just not true. But I'm not, obviously he's not Barca level, but I'm saying these are good players. Appreciate them. I mean, I can appreciate them. doesn't mean I have to like them. There's a fundamental difference between the two. Look, if I can... That, that Lacazette goal against Liverpool, yeah. right? You remember it. He gets the ball and a little through ball, beats Alisson to the ball, turns around. Fantastic awesome. color. Into like the back little, little chippy things. Right. Like curve. Exactly. It was awesome. Look, as, as a soccer fan, I can be like, hey, nice goal. As a Liverpool fan, I fucking hate you for doing that to me. Yeah, I, I just, I can't, I don't feel the same way you do. I never have had that, like, just strong sense of loyalty to one team. Right. Because I've always just loved sports. It's right. just a sport. It's a game that we're playing. Sure, and I get that, but also, let's just not forget that you're in the fortunate position of being a Real Madrid fan, which means that no one ever does this to you. Yeah, but that's a... Th- you, you think about that, right? Do you... I'm Israeli, right? Are <laughs> you really making I'm, it? I'm Israeli and Polish. Wow, that's... that's there wild. is... No reason I should like Real Madrid. Right. I chose to like Real Madrid. You know why? Because they're good. They're good. That's the only reason. Like, I like talented people doing good stuff. I love LeBron. I'm not from Cleveland. I don't live in LA. Never lived in Miami. Right. He's just so good. Right. So I watch him and I like him. Okay. That's it. Like, you're acting like Liverpool is something that was tatted on your forehead. when you I mean, it may as well be. That's, that's, I, that's I just, one thing. That is one thing that Americans do not get. No, about don't, soccer loyalty. It's not Americans because Americans are some of the most loyal people you'll ever meet Bullshit. in terms of sports fandom. Bullshit. In terms of sports fandom, they, they get obsessed. Bullshit. Liverpool, not just Liverpool. Sorry, Premier League fandom is the most intense fandom ever. I understand that. I agree with you. Soccer mm. fans are much more hardcore than. Any sport than any ever. fan anywhere. Europeans like top league soccer fans. Yeah. They they love they love their teams, but my mentality of just liking good people that's not something that exists very often. I think it is. I think that's fundamentally American. I disagree strongly. I think America like like there are so many Jets fans. Why the fuck would you like the Jets? <laughs> the only reason you like the Jets is because someone told you when you were little to like the Jets, and then you love the Jets ever since. You could like the Giants, who are better. You could like anyone else in the NFL, because it's the NFL. Yeah, you American, choose the Jets. But, but you choose the Jets. You choose the Browns. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Okay, fair enough. I think there are some examples, but I think as a whole, Premier like soccer fandom is stronger, and there is a vast percentage of the American population because you love highlight plays. Like that's why Americans don't like soccer that much. Yeah. Because you you don't. There's no like respect for the intricacies so much. They're just like, wow, man, that was a great play. But he that's kicked what I'm, the ball really well. But that's what I'm arguing for. Rather than liking a team, I love soccer. You understand? Like, I love when Tony Cruz switches field. That's nuts. No one can do that. You watch Tony Cruz just bop a ball to Carnival Hall from the, from the back left of the midfield. That's nuts. Yeah. How do you do that? And it's just so pretty. It's so beautiful. Aww. Like, you just have to, like, you, like I appreciate that. Like, that, those little sure. things. Coutinho cutting in, wrapping it around. I'm sorry. I know you miss him. <laughs> but that's beautiful. Okay. And it, just because he's on Barca, the point is, Lacazette's dope. No reason not to like Arsenal. Disagree. But anyway, Arsenal Man United. We're back here. What a game. What a game. 2-2. And, oh my gosh, the number of yellow cards. Yeah. Was it like the last 
eight minutes of the first half, the ref handed out five. Yeah. And something like that. There were just so many parts. Bye, you got a yellow late in game. Yeah, it was. And um, I think I think the ref was quick to to yellows a lot of them. I quite like that though because quick to yellows. Yeah, I think knowing knowing the knowing the history of that of that matchup and that rivalry, you know it was. Yeah, there was a, there's very, been a lot. Right, it's very easy for those games to get out of hand, and as much of there weren't many there weren't any pretty goals in that game. Let's first no, establish yeah. that. But at the same time, no, I the think... Lingard, the Lingard goal was pretty nice. Yeah, it was just yeah. comically bad defending, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, the way the way that that game needs to be played is as open and as flowing as possible. And it was a shame that the goals were scored were basically just scrappy little But shits. a lot of yellows takes away from English football, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, but it didn't stop Marcus Rojo from flying in two-footed. Yeah. He should have been sent yeah. off. That went in... And nice power, power to you. But yeah. that's a red card. That's a red card. That's, that's a, a that's straight a, red. That's what we call an and one. <laughs> that is an and one. That is an and one. And I mean, there there were so many just really hilarious scrappy moments in that game. And Rojo's so barely played a minute. Who? Right? Rojo's barely played. Oh a no! Minute. Yeah, he just come off injury. And he and he comes in on a two footed tackle on a sure goal. Black as I can't even celebrate because he's got a cleat in his ankle. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty comical. My favorite part of that whole game, though, Gwen Doozy having his hair pulled by Fellaini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just so much comic irony in that. It was oh so God. brilliant. But so it was a great game. Yeah. But was it? Anything out of the ordinary for either of those two teams. Man United did what they usually do is give up goals because they're playing too far back and then have to play from behind for the entirety of the game. Yeah, I mean, they snatched them back. I think, honestly, out of the two teams coming out of the game, if I'm Arsenal, I feel a little more hard done by. Yeah. Because you were talking about how McTarion's a good footballer. He should have scored twice. Yeah. I mean, Aubameyang, you would have... That offsides finish was sick. Yeah. <laughs> You know the Aubameyang thing, the yeah. the the hey block. I would have put everything I own on Aubameyang to finish that ten times out of ten, no matter who he's playing against. But he yeah. blew it. So I think you know Arsenal and then had the that, run of the that Lingard goal came from Kolasinac nine behind the ball. I yeah. think it was yeah. nine behind the ball. Lingard gets it, just <laughs> trash defend. Great finish. Great finish. But. It's just, it's like, yeah, I would feel much Does more that, hard done. Whatever that, yeah. that Lingard what shitty Sully is. The, the, the best Sully of the week is uh, Bernardo Silva. True. Have a nice. <laughs> that was brilliant. Anyway, so, I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal United, 2-2. Great result for me. And a great 90, what was great. it, eight minutes, yeah. basically, in the end for fans. Um, Listening to the, the commentators and reporters after the game... It made it seem like it was a win for United. Yeah. Because they snatched a point from a game that they shouldn't have snatched a point from. Absolutely. But it wasn't because they don't want one point. They needed three. Yeah. They're what? What are they in the table right now? They're at... Eighth? Seven? They're eighth in the yeah. table. And eighth in the table with, was that, 18 points behind the leader. Rough. So... We'll get to United yeah, later. We'll get to st- but We're gonna they, have to the get... point is they needed these. Right, true. So the other two games that we quickly need to highlight, um I mean City won, no one's surprised. Yeah, that was it. Sane Sane's a G. Like Sane's looking good. Playing, looking good again, playing, playing well. Yeah, playing with a little more confidence. Yeah. So I mean, congratulations. I'd like to chat about 
Liverpool, real quick. Go for it. Talk, talk your stuff. Well, first of all, we put out a surprisingly weak lineup. I know we got that massive game against Napoli coming up, and then we yeah. play United the week after, or like four days after. But seriously, you give. Are you Arrigi, scared of United? I mean, no, it's you're not scared. Always no, but it's that United, game. That's you're scared because it's United. Yeah, but you're not scared of United. I'm not scared of the team, but I'm scared because it is that match. That eleven that he puts out with his tactics. If I'm Liverpool, I'm not scared. I'm not. I'm scared the same way I'm scared of any other mid-table team. Okay, I mean potentially. But, um, um, I just, I don't know, I don't know what would freak you out about the United game. I understand because it's a midweek game. Yeah. That you don't want to put out your best lineup. But you also, coming Champions League, you're getting deep into the year. You have the League Cup. We know how grueling you Premier League seasons league are. Cup. Oh really? Yeah. That's oh yeah you did. Uh, yeah. Was that that the was Chelsea? Chelsea yeah. yeah. Anyway, either way you have three you have three high level competitions. FA and, Cup, Premier League, Champions League. And you want to you want to have, you want to have your second team be able to do something when you need them to. Right, and I see your point, but at the same time he gave Arigi the sentimentality start. Like honestly, love that man after what he did to Everton yeah. last minute. That was fantastic. But at the same time, like, nothing about his performance in that game other than, like, a nodded-in header that he did a good job of hustling on really, like, warrants to start. I think, I think you should give him as much time as you can. Just basically, fir- first off, Belgians from the Bundesliga find themselves doing really good in the Prem. Yeah, that's funny. And he's a, he's a good player. He's fast. He's strong. He's, he's, got, he's got a Lukaku build. He's got he's got a lot of good stuff that he can do. No, he does. He brings a lot to the table, but I just don't think he has the the work rate or the tactical intelligence to belong in a club team anymore. I think he has the work rate and tactical intelligence to be good in a prem team, but not a Jurgen Klopp team. Not because a Jurgen Jurgen Klopp plays more of a European style. Exactly. Anyway, got the win though. Yeah. As uh, so we got an equalizer from my lover James Milner. <laughs> And then brought on Salah and Bobby and immediately smelled blood. Yeah. Two more, three one. And you know what, honestly, that the scoreline doesn't really represent how well Burnley played, to be fair. Because they were really yeah. good defensively and they made us look a bit uneasy at the back. Three one and you had late game subs from Bobby and Salah. Yeah. You would think that that would blow the game open. No, three one's not that bad of a score. It's line. we'll take it. And on the road, tough more, never easy to play yeah. at. Midweek, thank you very much. I'm satisfied. The last game we have to talk about, though, is uh, Chelsea Wolves. Chelsea Wolves. Let us all take a minute to laugh Chelsea at Chelsea. Wolves. Ha 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 ha. I love the Wolves. We oh, love the Wolves. Uh, we here. love Wolves. We're big Wolves. We're, we're fans. big Wolves guys. And um, can we point out that everyone has their pee pee wet for Eden Hazard? When was the last time he scored? I don't know, but October. He had, a, he had a he had an assist. Yeah, but the last time he scored was October. And everyone's and, like, and he's Prem. having his best... No, period. He hasn't scored in, in he Europa? Hasn't, he hasn't scored since October. He doesn't play in the Europa League because... Who what's cares, his face? Yeah. yeah, they just... Um, Sorry just says, okay, like, 18-year-olds who never used to play for us, like... So what's he... So is Chelsea all in on the league? I mean, potentially. Have they already lost it? No, we... No, there's, there's definitely time. They're 10 points down. Shit. 
They're 10 points down. <laughs> they, might be, they might have already lost it. And they it. have the same amount of games. Same number. Whatever, man. Don't don't grammar me right now. Chelsea's Chelsea's lost it. Yeah. Ten points down on City is yeah, not something yeah, that you no, make. You up. don't you don't recover from that. Yeah, so they're fucked. Um, so have they given up on silverware this year? Europa League. Because let's think about if it. If they're right? not playing Hazard in Europa, is no, he, no, in, is he in the squad? No, no, they'll play him. They'll they won't Late play him games. in the group stages. Yeah. But if you think about it, right? You've got City and Liverpool. Some combination of that is first and second. Yeah. Then you've got Tottenham probably third, and then you've got a three. No, sorry, Chelsea. I could see Chelsea slash taking Spurs. Right, well, I could see Spurs collapsing between three and four. You've got Chelsea slash Tottenham slash Arsenal. Yeah. So one of those two, one of those three is going to drop. And they all hate each other. Right. <laughs> right now, based on form, I'm putting money on Tottenham Arsenal. Yeah, and Chelsea at five. Yeah. So Chelsea is so, another Europa League. Right. So, so they need to but, win Europa. Right, exactly. So Tottenham's, Tottenham's in the toughest situation because they, A, want to keep fighting in Champions League because that team isn't winning a prayer yeah. and they need something to fight for and make their fans believe in. Mm-hmm. So they, they're, they've got the toughest schedule, right? And then Chelsea and Arsenal have both got to try and stay afloat in league and then also give the Europa League Does a shot. Chelsea... Does Chelsea want to make the champion? If Chelsea gives up on league play and the only way they make the Champions League is through a, a Europa League berth, yeah, that I don't think anyone's happy with that. No, they're not. I don't think any Chelsea fans are happy with that. No, they're not. But that's just because like that's the type of team. That's the type of team that gets bounced in the group stage of the Champions League. And also, that's the type of team that loses people in the off season. Yeah, that's what Leon. That's what happened to Leon. Yeah. That's what happens to teams. Like, there's nothing. You win the Europa League, everyone's like, whoop-de-doo. Like, who <laughs> yeah. cares? And then people leave because they realize, I don't care about the Europa League. I want to go play in the Champions League. Right. No, I see your point. But, um, now Chelsea, Chelsea Wolves, trash game. Um, funny result. Funny result. We love the Wolves here. We so. love Wolves. But anyway, speaking of Chelsea, our game of the week. Game of the week. We'll get to the game of the week, but let's go through the whole prediction list okay. first. Okay, of course. How could I be so rude? So, we don't have any Friday games. We sometimes have Friday games. Yeah, we don't have any weird. Friday games. Those freak me out. We're starting bright and early tomorrow morning. With? Liverpool and Bournemouth. 3-0 Liverpool. 3-0 Liverpool. Yes. All right. I mean, Joe Gomez is injured, which makes me a very angry boy. Because he was having a hell of a season. B-O-I, boy. B-O-I, boy. But... I mean, no reason for Liverpool to have an off day. I mean, Mane's got a cut in his foot, apparently. Yeah. Um, and Robbo may be injured, but... Oh, no, Bournemouth, no, one, no one's scared of Bournemouth. Nope. 2-0, 3-0. I don't know how strong Liverpool is going to be. 3-0. Um, Arsenal, Huddersfield. Arsenal. Yeah. They played we well enough that. to get a result. We're not, we're not lo- when we have Liverpool, Bournemouth, and we have Arsenal, Huddersfield, we need more of an answer than Arsenal. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 4-1. <laughs> We know who's going to win. 4-1 because all of Arsenal's defenders are injured and they'll probably let in a goal. But Lucas Torreira right now is disgusting. Playing He's disgusting. He was, he was very good in the Serie A. Very good in the Serie A. He was team of the season, Serie yeah. A. And now he's doing great in the Prem. He's, yeah, good it, 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 I didn't think his play style would translate. No. But he's a little bit of a young Santi Cazorla. There's that say? element and then there's also the N'Golo Kante scrappiness. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So I uh, know he he'll be if he if he stays healthy and if teams don't figure him out, he'll be a good sentiment yeah. fielder. And for the a long front line time. front line's firing on all cylinders. Oh, that's always going to be yeah. sick, isn't it? And defense has been a little shoddy as we saw from the United game, but that was the United game. I think puts a little bit of a bad rep on the defense because they were up, they wanted another goal, mm-hmm. and when United puts all those people behind the ball, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for your defense to be like, okay, we're, we're going to walk up also. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to move up also, and it leaves you vulnerable. Yeah. I don't think that happens versus Huddersfield, and they're a relegation-level no. team. Well, Arsenal are good enough to win a slugfest. Yeah. And so now we have Burnley and we have Brighton. I, God. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care at all. But I want to say Brighton. I mean, sure. I want to say I want to say one one. I feel I really say. sorry for all those Burnley fans, though. You know how yeah. long that drive is from Burnley to Brighton. Really, your English geography shit. I, but I that's don't, six I don't seven hours to yeah. watch your team lose. Do you think that I? I don't know. I mean, I think Burnley's gonna win. I want Brighton to win. I just like Brighton. Glenn Murray. Yeah. Um, Cardiff South. Well, both teams are shit. Yeah, but we love Cardiff? beating. We love beating on Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff seven Cardiff's... seven nothing Southampton. <laughs> I'll give Southampton a nice two one. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, these are trash games. United Fulham might be more interesting than we think. Looking at it on paper. Well, you know what's funny though, because we were every week we every were used to like week. Fulham, 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 and then I looked at the table and I was like, huh, they're nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> right. But they're playing a little better of late. And here's the thing though, the right. Ranieri effect. One thing you will say about Ranieri, obviously, gets him out of miracles. Right, he worked miracles with Leicester, and he knows how to play these big games. Yeah, he'll I, be very tactically astute with that. Whatever, man, I don't care. United's gonna win two zero. Uh, one one draw. No way. One one draw. All right, we'll see. West Ham versus Crystal Palace, which is a very interesting game. That's a very it's a London derby. Yeah. Um, big fan of Zaha. You know um, that I'm a big fan of Zaha. Killmonger looking ass. Always, once a week with the Killmonger jokes. Yeah. But he's fantastic. <laughs> he is. And he's one of those players who I feel like doesn't get enough credit. No, and he's getting better and better at going up against prem defenses. Yeah. He that, deserves a big move. Yeah. He sh- how old is he now? He's 21, 22. Yeah, he'll, he'll get it. He'll get his big move. Yeah, he will. Um, I'm looking at 2-1, two, 2-2 two, two maybe. I'm I think a Zaha, a Zaha strike and maybe another one. But then again, West Ham playing pretty well at the moment. Yeah, I'm looking at a draw for this one. I think, I think a high-scoring draw could be on the cards here. Yeah, that's two, what two. I was thinking. Yeah, 2-2. Yeah. So then we have Chelsea City, which we'll get to. But we have another one that would have been interesting in, what, 2015? Yeah. Leicester Spurs. Well, Spurs put the pressure on that year, right? Yeah. That was when Spurs <laughs> finished second. Yeah. That was when, yeah. Wow, well, those memes were fantastic. Yeah. Tottenham putting the pressure on. <laughs> so Le- funny. Leicester, Spurs. Um, uh, talking about Ranieri, what he did with Leicester, right? Shouldn't that have brought him to Real Madrid, brought him to a top-tier club? Well, I remember he was, manager, he was, manager, he was manager at Chelsea. Yeah. Before. I mean, so maybe that was just the rationale, right? Like, he's he basically failed at Chelsea. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm wrong, he was um, Mourinho's predecessor. predecessor. yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think part of the lesser agreement... But I think that's also the type, like, he was Mourinho by a year, right? Basically. 
And then Mourinho gets Costa, and then they're good. That team was really good. But right. it was this, essentially the same team. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Tough to say. Tough to say. But I think, I think honestly, he's a manager who probably wanted a year off. Yeah. <laughs> I think you probably just got to give him a year off. Okay, so Spurs, Leicester, that's that's a win for Spurs. No, it's not. It's a loss for Spurs. It's a loss for it's Spurs. It's a 2-1 to Leicester. So, ooh. All right, so we're having Spurs, three and four Spurs, drop points. This right, no, because Spurs needs to... They need to win in the Champions in the League Champions on Wednesday. I don't think Let that stops them. I, st- yeah, I still think they play people. They, they No, because Tottenham, Tottenham needs to prove that they can do something bigger than the Prem. I am looking at 2-0 for Spurs. 2-1 Leicester. And All Tottenham right. say, yeah, this sucks, but we know what the real goal is. So now we have back to Wolves. And then we have <laughs> my main man at Newcastle. Um, Wolves win this. I think I like Wolves with a bit of momentum here. Yeah. Or as or as people like to call it, uh, Portugal's second team. Yeah. <laughs> so many Portuguese in that team. So many. Um, this is gonna be a boring one zero, maybe even nil nil game. I I don't I don't see anyone. Oh, we'll give Wolves a nice low cute one nil win. Yeah. Well, I mean, both teams, if anything, can play defense, right? Wolves can. I don't know about Newcastle. They can't really do anything. Yeah. This is a boring game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one out. Mm-hmm. Wolves. Then we're looking at Everton Watford. Troy Deeney five nil. Troy Deeney five nil. Is he is he in jail? Is he playing? <laughs> he's, I is think he he's all right. I think he's okay. Um, you know what? My main man Dan is a big Everton fan. Oh God. I want to go two one Everton. Rich Allison. Yeah. He's playing well. He's playing well. really well. He's playing well. He's, he's a streaky. good story too. He's streaky. Really good story. Yeah. Good lad. 2-1, Richarlison, and I don't even know who else would score. 2-1, Watford. All right. We disagreed on this week a little, a little more than we usually yeah, do. Yeah, we do. Okay, so we have our game of the week. Chelsea City. Chelsea City, and we'll talk a few minutes on this because we've talked a, we talked a bit about both teams already, so right. we won't do too much. But Chelsea City, we both think City. Right. We both think City, and rightfully so. City's the better team. Obviously. Number number one on the table. Chelsea is on a little bit of a drag after that Wolves loss. Yeah. They don't really have much to play for this year. No. So if the, the way that you have to get up for this game is Chelsea is, we just want to fucking beat City. <laughs> right? That's it. That's, that's how it's, you get up for this game. It would game. be a clout win, wouldn't yeah. it? That, but that's basically all it does for you as yeah. a, as a squad. True. So there's that there's that factor why we think City, the factor that City's just better. But let me ask you this: Yeah. If Chelsea was to win, how do they do it? By playing very 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 solidly at the back. All discipline is all discipline, and I don't know if Sarri has that in his locker. But let's say that they do, right? They come out defensively. Mm-hmm. You've got to hope that that little Belgian comes up with some form. Yeah. And you've got to rely on a counter-attacking ability. Because I agree with you, and the reason is Pep Guardiola's teams are undisciplined, but disciplined. They're like undisciplinedly <laughs> disciplined. <laughs> yeah. Because there's so much freedom that he lets you have on the field. Controlled chaos. Exactly. And God, he's just so oh, sophisticated. Oh, man. God. He wears what like a like a like a cardigan. Yeah, a cardigan or a cr- like a, like a V neck or like a sweater with a with the collars poking oh, out. Oh gosh, 
Just, no. a, just a well-dressed, the, the sophisticated best, the man. The best shaved head in the world. Yeah. He does that every morning, but leaves Probably the beard. leaves the beard. Yeah, but, oh. like, just, like, shapes it. Do you think he, like, gets up and writes a poem every morning? What I think he does yeah. is he shaves with, like, cocoa butter and a one-blade <laughs> razor. <laughs> he, he does not have a Gillette. He has a one-blade razor. So he's, like, he's classy. Yeah. He's proper. Yeah. Mm. But he has someone do it. Right. And the person who's shaving his head yeah. has a handlebar mustache. <laughs> yes. And, um... Doesn't use an espresso like machine. Doesn't no. use he. He has a real like espresso yeah, thing that you a find like one. yeah, he has in, a like Italy one. or something. Yes, and no one talks in his house. <laughs> no. There's no talking. There's classical music playing on the radio <laughs> at all times, yeah. and no one talks. And if someone does talk, it's just one sentence about the ins- like an insight on life. <laughs> That's it. There's just nothing that happens. All he does is philosophize. Exactly. He That's just sits. He, he's, he, he has a room with nothing in it and a chair. <laughs> and he sits with his chin on his fist like the thinking man. That's yeah, what he does at home. The thinker? The thinking man? Yeah, whatever. That dude. That dude. Yeah. And when he works out, he yeah. holds like a big globe and just sits there like Atlas. <laughs> I can see it. That's all he does. Oh, God. The point is, controlled chaos is where we... Yes. Started this tangent. Right. There's Chelsea f- yeah. Chelsea wins by being disciplined as hell, st- having, um, was it, oh shit, why am I blanking? Jesus Christ. Um, Kante and, um, well, Jorginho? I guess it'd be, yeah, sorry, Kante and Jorginho trying, for the love of God, trying to stay on that midfield triplet of De Bruyne, Silva, and is Fernandinho. That, is that what you want? No, of course it's not what I want. No, it's not what I not that's not what I'm saying. Like obviously yeah. we know who wins that matchup, but that's not how you stop that midfield trio. You don't stop them with your center mids. I think you stop them with backtracking wingers. I think that's the only mm. way to stop them because True. they fill they fill those flanks right because yeah. there's three of them. So mm. they'll rotate and fill the flanks, and yeah. if you give them that that time, yeah, you'll look around and five passes have been made and the balls. <laughs> In the right, back of the yeah. net. You don't yeah. know what happened. So you don't give <laughs> Blink them... Blink and you'll miss it. Because both, they're all so smart. So you give De Bruyne or Silva time to look at the field. That's why you need your forwards coming back. Yeah. We're looking... The game's in Stamford. Right? Stamford Bridge. So... Injury report, though? Oh, that's a thing. De Bruyne's not De Bruyne. Playing. We forgot about that. We did forget Aguero's about that. Gonna be fine. Aguero's Aguero's. He's, what is he like day to day or yeah, questionable? There's he's, no way he's he misses got a this ding. game. He'll be playing. There's no way he misses this game. I mean, Mendy's out, but like Fabian Delph can yeah, will step yeah, in and no problem because it's that's Guardiola a, that's and a somehow a mediocre English centre midfielder is, is now a fantastic left back. And Jesus is playing well. Right. So I mean, I, I've got no qualms if I'm a City fan here. Um, Chelsea Chelsea has to be disciplined, and they've got to hope for the love of God that either Olivier Giroud or Alvaro Morata learns how to finish. Yeah. And that's it. Then they're not, Chelsea wouldn't run away with this game. No. Chelsea would get one, Chelsea maybe two goals. Chelsea grounds it out, yeah. right. and it's probably a later goal, mid, mid-second mid half, and then you sit back. Right. And it's it's going to be, if Chelsea wins, yeah. it's a sleeper of a game. If Chelsea wins, I will run around my residence hall naked. But the point is, that win for Chelsea 
it's because the game was boring and yeah. they shut them down and everything. If True. City wins, they do it in the City way and it's not too bad for them. Right. So, real quick, man, how does City win? Playing City, like Man City? Playing like Man... Because playing like Man City, you don't, you, don't, you don't beat Man City. Yeah. Right? Like, when they, when they lost to Liverpool, it was mm-hmm. because Liverpool... Liverpool just shut them down. Like, and it's, it's Liverpool beat them. Actually, they didn't shut them down. They beat them by being better at them and what they did. Yeah, counter-attacking, being yeah. relentless. That was, those are fun high-scoring games. Those were, and that's, that's, how, um, that's how you beat City. Yeah. But Chelsea aren't quick enough or athletic enough to do that. They rely on possession. They I think on... I don't know. I don't think that's how you beat City. That's yeah. how you beat City if you're good enough to be the way that you like that. Like right. if you can, then that's how you beat City. But I I haven't seen anyone do it. But the real way you beat City is just pure ninety minutes of discipline, backtracking, and finishing your chances. Okay. So final prediction. Um, I'm looking at City winning three one. I'm just going to say the same thing, man. Yeah. Nice. Well, Chelsea will sneak a goal in there. Yeah, I'm nice. And I'm I think nice. it'll be a hazard goal, and I think it'll get him right on form. Yeah, that's wishful thinking. I think it's going to be Giroud just because. Yeah, just grinding one out just on a set piece. Yeah, just why not? That's... Company's out. They could, they could, Giroud yeah, could beat him on a set piece. Then again, the Laporte's massive, though. Yeah, but Giroud is Giroud. He's shredded, yeah. too. He's massive. <laughs> His butt's on the internet. Though. Yeah. That's he funny. did a naked photo shoot. He did the... It was ESPN? Nah, it, I don't think it was body issue. I think it was like, um, like Chanel. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's a good-looking lad. He is. He's All right. so French. We got... We got what? One, we'll, we'll talk a few, one or two minutes on the state of the United. Right. we so, got to throw in our See, that was clever. That was yeah. clever. The state of the United. State of the United. Because in America, there's the state of the Union. Yeah. So what I did is I went ahead and I changed Union... To United. That was clever. Because nice it's like a thing. Huh. Yeah, it's just... For the record, Adam and I just fist bumped. I, I missed those, man, for yeah. a few weeks. Oh my god. Yeah. So sweet. But, your classy jokes aside, um, Mourinho, yeah. I want him to be Manchester United manager forever. Because you hate United. Yes, and this is just pure comedy. Because Man United like to do this thing this year where they take one step forward and then 17 yeah. steps back. Because... You know, like, that Newcastle game's perfect example. Remember yeah. that? Down 2-0. Rashford comes on. Alexis actually remembered how to knock the ball into net. They yeah. went 3-2. All of the United fans that I know and everyone on Twitter and whatever were like, we're back, we're we're back, back baby. Yeah. Like, this is it. Let's go. Let's have it. And now... Wow. Okay. So let's look big picture here. Right? Yes. What most likely happens this year is a United rebuild. They have the resources. They get rid of people and... They buy people because people want to come there. Sure. And I think the only way that happens is if Mourinho's gone and Pogba's gone, because I think that's a toxic culture. Okay. Toxic. Right? So if that happens, then that happens, right? And then we're looking at another United's going to be fine. Right. Right? Which is, I don't think they're going to be fine until they get rid of Mourinho. I just don't think Mourinho fits with, right. with the United mentality. So United is a team that Americans love, and Mourinho is the manager that Americans hate. <laughs> right? So the, and increasingly, the English people hate. So if that happens, then that happens. But if that doesn't happen, then one of the two is gone. So let's say Pogba is gone. Yeah. Does Mourinho have a mandate to buy people this summer? Well, you'd hope so if you're a United fan. As yeah. a Liverpool fan, I fucking hope not. But I just... 
Mourinho's the type of manager, and he we've seen him do this everywhere he goes, right? Like we talked about it. He came in after Ranieri to Chelsea. Right. And they bought people. They bought Courtois, they bought Costa. Yeah. Right? Two talent, pure talent. Like Costa yeah. was had just come off of a goal scoring title yeah, yeah, yeah. in La Liga, True. I think. Um so you buy people and then you're good, right? Right. So Mourinho's always he went to United, he got Zlatan, right? Like right. you buy people and you're good. So Mourinho makes you buy people. Yeah. But then you look at the way he plays and you're like, well, as a, as an owner, like, what the fuck did I just buy three forwards for? <laughs> like, why am I buying forwards? And why are they playing yeah. right wing back? Exactly. So I, I don't think, I don't know how good of a smooth talker Mourinho is to get all these team leaders to just buy people. Yeah. And I don't, I honestly, like, it's just, it seems like if he, if Pogba leaves, they're buying a lot of people. Yeah. But as someone who watches soccer and just doesn't understand how Mourinho's ever successful, yeah, it's like, why are you doing that if you're United? Why are you wasting your money? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think he has a mandate just because of his track record and the way he plays, but whether or not he has a mandate does not affect whether or not I think it'll happen, and I think it'll happen. I think it'll buy people. So I think the most likely scenario is they don't let Pogba go halfway through the season, but as soon as the summer transfer window comes around, Pogba buggers off. And here we go. Here's my thing. The Pog. Yeah. I would like to compliment Juventus for their understanding of planned Pogba lessons. Pogba lessons. Explain that. So planned ob- obsolescence, Adam, is a principle in which the... Um, Basically, companies design their products so that after a certain amount of time, they know it's either going to be A, out of fashion, or B, just stop working. Mm -hmm. You know how when a new iPhone comes out, everyone freaks out like, yeah, "Yeah, my iPhone's gone all whack? Well, whether it's true or not, or whether Apple is constantly watching you, they know that when their next, you know, roughly what their timeline's going to be. So, like, after 18 months, potentially two years, your iPhone's all crazy. Yeah. Same principle with... Paul Pogba. Juventus pulled some of this voodoo shit and they knew like, yeah, like this fucker isn't gonna do well here. He's young, man. Nah. I don't think if if it's that, then they're gonna wanna buy him back because they know that they can make him good again. I think I think they absolutely could do that, but I think he was a but person that that makes it frame like Pogba's burned out. Like he's not gonna be good. He's burned out as a United player. Yeah, but that's I don't think he's burned as a United player. Yeah, he is. You're burned out as a Mourinho player. Nah, he doesn't have the attitude. He has the one thing, the one thing that Premier League fans value over everything. Everything. Heart. Is heart and effort. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have it. Look, honestly, why? So Mario Balotelli is the perfect example. Yeah. Fantastically talented striker. Terrible attitude. Sucked in the Premier League. Yeah. That's it. It's those kind of players. And there were players who came to the Prem with no concept of that and then developed it. Thierry Henry in Arsenal. Yeah. Kind of a sulky guy. Comes to Arsenal. Probably the greatest Arsenal player of all time. Yeah. Right? The greatest Arsenal. Right. Gamer Burkamp. Right. Examples like that just make... just that's, that's how it works. Luis Suarez. Terrible human being, but very, very scrappy. Plays with his heart on his fucking sleeve. That's yeah. why he was brilliant at Liverpool. Daniel Sturridge is the opposite. Yeah. Doesn't really give a shit. Benefited for a year with Suarez. Soon as his heart goes, there we go. Good night. Yeah. Coutinho, also similar. Yeah. So we're looking, I think we're both agreed, we're looking at a rebuild. We're this, looking this at a rebuild. For, and I think, we're, we, we don't think, but we both hope for a Mourinho exit. 
a Pogba exit to a better situation. As a soccer fan, yes. As a as a Liverpool fan, no. Right. So let's move on. We're gonna talk a little bit about of our favorite teams. Okay, you the- can have your happy, happy, fun time then. Okay. So real quick, I- I'm gonna introduce this for you. Yeah, go for it. Real Madrid, buddy. Real Madrid. There we go. Yeah, we so, like So, so tell me what's going on. Um, we're sitting pretty in in UEFA, right? We're looking good. Okay. And, but this happy, happy, fun time. I'm not so happy. Really? We're not doing good in the league. We're doing trash in the league. Uh, you might not be doing good. There's a chance you could be doing well. Yeah, that's two times now, Tom. <laughs> that's two times. Um, but this is a fun. This is a weird La Liga table. Right, we're looking right. at a very weird La Liga table than usual. We have sure. we have some teams in the in the top of the table. Deportivo Alaves is not qualifying for Champions League. Yeah, they Sevilla is at number two. We have Atleti at three, who I picked to win, and you know what? Not so far off. Yeah, they're, they're they three have points a chance. down. They Sorry. have a chance, and uh, Barca aren't looking as secure as everyone thought yeah. they were. And Real Madrid is right now. I think in Europa or Champions League playoff qualification. Uh, for fifth, you're in Europa. It's top four every yeah. for Serie A, um, Premier League, and um, Bundes and La, La Liga and Bundesliga. Yeah. I think for the French league, it's top three. So we have Real Madrid in Europa, which is nuts. I don't know. I don't think Deportivo Alaves is staying <laughs> in the top four. That's brilliant for the next it. twenty twenty four games, but. Good it, them, the though. fact that it's now 14 games in the season, Real Madrid is fifth, is nuts to me. It's Real Madrid. It's funny. So Bale hasn't scored in the league in a very long time, right? And Solari has got him playing on the left. Right, that's a bit of a tactical switch. Yeah. So talk to me about that. So Bale, when he plays on the right, loses himself with Carvajal, sometimes finds himself playing... Honestly, like holding outside mid, right? Like you lose game bail in the game sometimes. Even though on the right side he should be cutting fantastic, in. yeah, he should be cutting in, taking taking leadership. It's just not what he does. The left side, left wing, he's staying there, and he's staying there and he's sticking to it. But it takes away goal scoring threat, right? Because you can't. It's hard to cut across. Sure. And you have to shoot it across the goal, which he, he can do and he does. But he's got to rely on his right foot a lot. Those gorgeous bale curlers now have to be with the right instead of the left. Right. So I have two questions about this tactically. Yeah. First and foremost, you remember that Tottenham Inter Milan game? Oh, my God. All from bale the left side. Tried. All from the left side. And he played left back at Tottenham. Yeah. So is this maybe a return to his earlier days, your answer? I think that's what Solari's looking at. But that's not what Bale's doing. So he's a different player now. Yeah, I think he's playing more of a playmaking role. Okay. Which is frustrating because they don't need that. Like, Ronaldo's gone. We need 30 goals out of you. Right. Right? Like, that's what we need from We don't need you bopping it into Benzema. We need you shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. Right. And then you're going to score goals. Because you've already got Isco, Asensio, Vasquez, Modric for that kind of stuff. We have Modric and Cruz. Forget Isco, Asensio, and Vasquez. Modric and Cruz are the two best playmakers in the world. Cool it, son. And we're watching watching Bale. I, I see Bale overlapping with Modric more than I see him overlapping with anyone else. And so... 
the way the way that Bale should be playing and the way that Madrid should be playing is counterattacks. Yeah. Bale's got to streak down the left side and he's got to whip it in or he's got to shoot it across the goal with his left foot. And it's just he still has that blistering pace that he always had, but he's not utilizing it throughout the game as much as he usually does. Okay. We don't see those same runs. So Bale's I don't know what has to go through his head for him to take that leadership role, <laughs> but he has to. And okay. then we got Isco. No, I had a second bail question. Yeah. Okay, I don't watch Real Madrid. Objectively, cannot stand them. Mm-hmm. So, here's my question, though. Because Marcelo isn't a left back. No. He's a left winger. Yeah. So, what's been going on tactically there? Is Marcelo not pushing up? Marcelo? Or is been Bale hurt? playing like a narrower front? Bale's definitely playing narrower in the front. And when Marcelo's playing, he still has that same freedom. Because it's not like Ronaldo tracked back. Right. Right? So it doesn't really matter. Bale's not tracking. Bale tracks back more than Ronaldo ever did. So that's not the issue. I think when Marcelo's playing, it makes Bale a little more dangerous. Because it forces Bale in a little bit. Right. And gives you that extra option. Yeah. And they have who's... They have the... There's a backup left back. I, I forgot his name. I think he's a little Spanish lad. Nacho. No, it's not Nacho. He's play- he plays right back, if anything. Okay. But um, he's been playing over Marcelo hmm. sometimes. Marcelo, hmm. they have the excuse he's not fully fit. But I think Solari likes likes the bail wider. Okay. But that's it. And so then we have Isco finishing, well, he's like, 15th in team standing like he's barely playing this that's year weird. that's so weird that's so weird because he's my favorite Madrid player he's yeah go. he's really good and I think he should find himself in the Prem this summer ooh I think that big I, take I Man United like, question mark I hope not I think I could see him just David Silva leaves Isco comes in potentially I, he'd, he'd be a good fit on Liverpool as well there's no f- way we'd he'd buy be a him, great but... fit for Guardiola yeah well duh and yeah, I mean, Solari's not really doing much differently than than Labatugi did. So I'm waiting to see something like a, a full tactical change. Like Labatugi played Bale on the left a lot. So right. We'll see. Let's let's talk about Liverpool. Haha. Better and better every time. So I had a little bit of a bout of depression there. We didn't look as good. We weren't playing as well. Uh, but now we've started getting some results. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in a position to complain. I'm in a position where I'm a bit nervous about how this next run of fixtures is going to look. We had a nice little grace period yeah. of some easier stuff. PSG result was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But here we are, we're back. Honestly, that that uh, Napoli needing a goal, needing to win either 1-0 or by two clear goals, which yeah. makes no fucking sense, I can't math. So I'm not questioning it. <laughs> but the last time that happened was in 2004 on our Champions League final run. Steven Gerrard, 93rd minute. First day I ever yeah. cried tears of joy watching soccer. <laughs> First day. So, you know what? Can't, can't complain I right now. I have never cried tears of joy. I've never really? been that happy. Really? Yeah. That's, that's rough, man. That's crazy happy. That's crazy happy. Yeah. I saw my dad cry tears of joy that day. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And then, it, and then it came with it. Right. So... Can't really complain. Um, But the question is, where are we going, right? Because we're second in the league. We've got a big opportunity this weekend. But you're still fighting for that. Right. We've got a big opportunity this weekend. Because City 
are likely beating Chelsea. But you're rooting for Chelsea. Right. Which is painful. Which, which is weird. Yeah, you're which is super weird. But this is this is one of the few... There, there are maybe like three or four teams in the league who you think could even give City a game. Yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah. Tottenham, yeah. Arsenal, four. Yeah. Right? And I think Chelsea's one of them. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but, you know, Chelsea win. I fancy us to win against Bournemouth. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, no. Right? Not at all. So... You know, if Chelsea, if Chelsea, if Chelsea grind out a draw, or even by some miracle a win, now we're talking, boys. Do you just see some drop? Points? Now we're talking. So, I like where we're at. Hopefully, we'll get a result this weekend. And to be honest, I can't complain. I'd like to see us be a bit more secure. Yeah. In the Champions League, that Red Star loss was probably the worst Liverpool game I've seen in quite some time. And yeah. it's concerning that we can't win away can from I, home. Can I be honest with you? Sure. I think the best thing that could happen to Liverpool this year is losing in the Champions League. Oof, you're one of those. No, I, I, I don't think there's any way around it. You don't honest. think we can fight on two thr- fronts? I don't think you can fight on two. I don't, clearly, you can't fight on two fronts. You can't win a game away from home in the Champions League. I don't think Liverpool has it in them to make that deep of a run like they did last year. I think there's a little bit of fatigue there. And, Possibly. And I think you guys are so close and so tight on league standing. City's going to be fighting for Champions League. I think, I say focus on the league. Possibly. And I think soon enough it won't even be your decision. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I mean, right now, can't really complain. Yeah. I mean, you know what? A good scenario, we challenge for the league. Even if we come up short this year, there's no real shame in it because it's Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Right? Retool a bit more this summer, we go again, boys. Yeah. And you know what? We got the. This may seem like some shitty kind of consolation prize, but at the end of the day, Jurgen Klopp needs to bring a trophy to Liverpool. If we fucking win the FA Cup this year, we'll take I'm it. I'm not even. I'm thinking this year we're going for Prem for, if, if you're Liverpool. And then I think Liverpool needs to take that time, and this summer, rarely they do it, but bye. Buy someone big. Buy a big name. Really? It doesn't happen often, but I think you got to buy a big name. I think we got to look into that, and that segues us nicely into our way too early. Into predictions. our way too early predictions. So, way Adam, too early. If you'd like to, if you'd like to take us through this real quick. Um. So we'll start with Liverpool because we're talking about Liverpool. We're right. talking about Liverpool and Madrid, and right. I'm a Madrid fan. Did you know that about me? No. Oh, well, I am. Good for and you, man. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that you love Liverpool. I'm a big Liverpool guy. So, we're young, right? Yeah. And all, if all goes according to plan, we'll be living, we'll be alive <laughs> 10, 10, 15 years from now. Hopefully. Right? And we have, our, we have our, the foundations of our teams for the next few years, right? Sure. We, we know who's leading our teams. I think Liverpool <clears throat> will have the same skeleton to that squad for at least four. Yeah. So Maybe we, five. We, we, we see we know what happened what's happening with our there's teams some, the, there's some durability in our respective teams but fast forward past that right who are the stars we're seeing we're seeing some we're seeing people on the field that we didn't expect to see in a Madrid jersey or a Liverpool jersey okay we're seeing some we're seeing some new faces we're making right. new friends in class <laughs> right so who's leading your Liverpool team 
Well, I next. think I think with Liverpool, you've always got to look from within because we're very reluctant, massive spenders. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And all of our big purchases recently have been largely tactical yeah. to fit within a system. Fabinho. Right. Yeah. So we're not going out there and saying, like, fuck it, let's buy Mbappe. We're yeah. going out there and saying, fuck it, let's buy Mane because he fits. You were in the market. Yeah. For Mbappe. Quote, unquote, in the market. That's yeah. just his agent and the rumor mill, isn't it? Hey, Liverpool are interested. Maybe pay my <laughs> client a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't buy that for one second. Yeah. I didn't buy that for one second because that's not us. But I think, first of all, you've got to look from within. So I think Trent Alexander-Arnold, as a start, will be a Liverpool player for a long time. Yeah. And it'll be a centre mid and it'll be Liverpool I'll captain. Yeah. Okay. He's a natural centre mid. Starts yeah. playing right back two and a half years ago. Yeah. So he's a natural centre mid and he's going to be Liverpool captain for quite some time. Um, and I think you're going to look back into within the younger guys on the squad and in the academy. And I'll get to outside influences in a minute. But I think Curtis Jones, who's mm-hmm. like two years younger than us, which is terrifying. Yeah. And he played for the Liverpool first team all of preseason and he was sick. Dominic Solanke, who we signed before last year, everyone thought he was going to be Jesus off the bench. He scored one goal, mm-hmm. looked bright, but just not ready for Premier League competition, yeah. and it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> and then Ryan Brewster, who was the most exciting prospect I've seen in Liverpool quite some time. And he was brilliant. He was playing, I think, for the under-23s as a 16-year-old. Wow. And then fucked his knee. Yeah, but, he's but young. Young when you're 16, 17, no worries about that, mate. If he were 28, then I'm like, ah, shit. But I think that's those those are the three from within, plus Trent. And Curtis Jones, yeah. Ryan Brewster, Dom Solanke, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think Alisson's still going to be there for a long time. Yeah, because he's a, he's a goalie, he's durable. Virgil van Dijk is going to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Joe Gomez is going to be there for a long time. If you think about the rest of the squad... I mean, Navigator's 23, 24, so it depends how long-term you're looking. But he's quite an athleticism-based player. Yeah. So I don't know. But put it this way, Liverpool's going to sign at least, if I had to pick a big signing, once your Salahs, your Firminos, your Mane's yeah. um, don't quite have the yeah. bite. Salah made himself into a superstar. Right. And now Liverpool is used to a superstar. Right. And when he's gone, you're going to get a superstar. Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic, that's what we talked about. Yeah, and it will be, because here's the thing. He's of that mould. He's mm-hmm. a playmaking winger. He's a good goal scorer for the United States because yeah. they play against fucking Trinidad and Tobago and still don't win. But uh-huh. Christian Pulisic needs himself a number nine. Yeah, and Liverpool will find you'll that. Find, you'll find yeah, a nice we'll English find, lad. Yeah, either a nice English lad or a very Klopp-esque false nine finesse-based yeah. type thing. That, that I'm not worried about. It's the playmaking wingers that have always been the key to Liverpool, especially in club systems. You look like, I mean, obviously Lewandowski was sick when he was yeah. at Dortmund, but it was the Marco Royces and the Pierre-Emerick Aubameyangs who Aubameyang effectively yeah. played on the wing. He, he, really he, was, a he was fully a right forward yeah. when he was with Lewandowski. Right, so that's that's the thing. That's that's why, that's that's the system. So I think that, that playmaking winger and that next great one is Christian Pulisic. All right. As for you, my friend. So I'm going to talk. Mine's going to be quick because it's Madrid and it's easy. <laughs> and we, the, we're the opposite. Ronaldinho reincarnated. Yeah. Pele reincarnated. <laughs> we will. Eusebio reincarnated. Cruyff. Anyway. <laughs> Cruyff literally comes back from the dead. We will, we will buy people. And 
we won't look from within for anyone, but our midfield, I think, we're going to have Asensio is going to be there for a while. Yeah. Our back line, our young back line with Varane and Nacho, but we'll get back to Varane in a second. They're going to be there. We we love we have we have Spanish players because we always Madrid fans need the Spanish players. Yeah. Right, and we have a bunch of young good ones. Vasquez, we have him. He's moving backwards, and might end up playing full right back or right wing back for Madrid. Right. Consistently, so we'll have those players. But Tom, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. You remember when Real Madrid was a little, just a little, just a little bit English. David Beckham, Michael Owen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that was, that was when England was slapping. Yeah. They right? slapped that international team. Insanely talented. And who's, 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 the, who's slapping now on the international stage? For England? No, in general. Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. Where, where is he from? Well, originally an African nation. Where is he? Where is he pl- who's he play for? PSG. France. France. So... Now yeah. that we got that long ass line to get there, <laughs> that English Madrid team, yeah, we're gonna be a French Madrid team. You think so? We're gonna buy a bunch of French lads. So starting starting with, with Kylian Mbappe. Okay, who else? We're keeping Varane. Right. Right. We're buying center mid. I think Pogba ends up at Madrid. I think Pogba ends up at Madrid, and I think we keep looking more and more. We're gonna have three or four French in the starting lineup. French yeah. people. And I think that's a perfect fit. I think I think the way France plays is the way Madrid loves Pretty to analogous. play. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking at Mbappe. I'm looking at Baran. I'm looking at I'm looking at Pogba. Yeah. And I'm looking at a, another. I mean, Mbappe is gonna be mercurial. He's gonna. He's gonna be insane. Yeah. Hazard. Ooh. I think it's so easy to think about the future of Real Madrid after Bale, Benzema. And then, because... It's getting closer and closer in a way yeah. that Liverpool's aren't, to be honest. But Madrid is Madrid with a Galacticos. Yeah, you will buy. Yeah, you can do something bad shit. Who's going to be managing you, though? Because Klopp's staying at Liverpool. I Klopp... want Zidane back. <laughs> okay, who's realistically going to be managing you? Pep Guardiola. Do you know what I think, though? <laughs> do you know who's going to be he the next? Hates Guardiola. Yeah, no, yeah. The... okay, so Klopp... Klopp said if he doesn't win a trophy at Liverpool by 2020, he's leaving. We're going to win a trophy by 2020. Come okay. We will. That, okay. that I am not worried about. Um, and then he'll sign a long-term contract and he'll stay there forever. Like, Klopp yeah. will probably be in his grave still managing Liverpool. <laughs> Here's who your next manager is going to be. Yeah. Within Maybe. 10 years, it's going to be Sergio Ramos. Yeah. It's going to be Sergio Ramos. And Sergio he's... Ramos is a centre-back... And his team is going to be the most attacking team you'll yes, ever see. It is. Life. It is. <laughs> it is. That is going to be your next manager. And with that frightening thought of Sergio Ramos managing <laughs> a team, I think that is the end for us. Yes, it so is. So go listen to a brief inquiry into online podcasts. Yep. And have cheers. a good day. Yeah, have a good one.